0: We are live, Mr. Marquez. How are you, sir? Good. How are you? I'm doing great, brother. Thanks good. for being here. Can
1: you hear me all right with this?
0: I can hear you just fine. Sorry, yeah. man. I gotta. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, it's okay, man. We've all we you know we we've, we've got family in the, um, around us this week, and um, you know, so people people got to do what they got to do to stay safe and and protect those around them. So I
1: appreciate it. Just want to make sure it's clear. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, you sound okay. good, man. Th- good. Th- thanks. And uh,
0: I think if more people took uh, better precautions. As a whole, this whole thing would have been a lot better. At least that's what I gathered from my conversation with uh, Dr. Hatem on the show a couple of weeks ago. Uh, I asked him about that, and he seemed to think that the masks would have made a huge difference if we started using them early. But um, anyway, we don't want to get into COVID right now, because that's not what you do, and that's not what I do. Um, and what you do is pretty cool, so I want to talk about that. I oh, appreciate it. So um, why don't we start by telling people a little bit about Roman Strength. That That's, that's your company. Yeah. So t- tell us a little bit about that.
1: Okay. So, uh, so Roman strength is just really a hobby of mine that I started 10 years ago. And, uh, you know, I, by nature like to build things since I was little. And so what happened was about 10 years ago when CrossFit kind of started up, uh, I got some buddies that started, uh, needing equipment, uh, sleds and, and rigs and things like that. Uh, and so I started out just building, you know, one sled here, one sled there. And I uh, ended up just uh, kind of taking off, really. Uh, again, it's just a hobby. So, I, you know, it's been one of those things, like you said, where uh, any spare time that I've got, you know, I enjoy doing it, w- you know, with Roman strength. So it's kind of developed into initially it was like Roman strength and custom sleds. And then that really quickly grew into more than just sleds. It grew into uh, all kinds of fitness equipment. I know you bought some stuff, you know, I don't know, five, six, seven years ago. It's been a while. In a while. <laughs> And, uh, you know, stuff around the house, you know, TV cabinets and furniture and you name it. So, and really, you know, I just really think that as long as people still want to buy stuff from me and are interested in it. And, you know, I feel like I give good service and I, you know, have a good product and, uh, it's really a hobby again, it's, it's my out. And, uh, I don't feel the pressure of having to do it to make a living off of it. It's just, you know, a side business. So, you know, that's really how it started. So you have another job? I do. So my full-time job is with uh Jordan Foster Construction. I've been with them for uh going on 20 years now.
0: As a what As, do you what do, a, you do I'm a, there?
1: I'm a project manager. Yeah. Okay. So uh <laughs> so that's another so I, I went to Texas A&M uh graduating in construction science and so again it goes back to the whole building and and, and, and kind of stuff. So uh I graduated from there and uh started on with Jordan Foster and uh and so I have a background in building, you know what I mean? And the last job I just did was, uh, you know, the Plaza Hotel downtown. We did that big historic renovation. So I was I the heard manager about of that. that job. Yeah,
0: yeah. I, somebody told me that you were involved in that project, but I didn't know to what degree. So, what all did you do?
1: So I was the I was the project manager. I, I managed it as the the, the lead guy uh, okay. in charge of the construction. So.
0: Um, Can you give us some details on like, so when you say you managed a project, uh, that sounds like you did a lot, but as far as some, some details, like, uh, was there a a sculpture or something that you decided, Hey, we're going to
1: put this there and this is how we're going to build it. Yeah. So, okay. So (laughs) that's two different things that happened on. So I, I managed it from a general contracting perspective as a general contractor. So I was in charge of, you know, the subcontractors and dealing with the owner, the architect, the design team helping put the whole job together from start to finish really and so um so in the course of managing the job as a general contractor uh the design team and and there were several interior designers uh were working to uh decorate and uh, all the stuff that interior designers do and as part of their scope of work they needed to source out certain things you know to decorate the the hotel and so we developed a relationship you know they started following me on my instagram and things and she saw me one day uh, walking into my truck down the street uh, out downtown with some—I don't know what I was carrying—nuts and bolts and maybe a piece of steel in my hand because yeah. you know we were we were renovating and part of that renovation was called for salvaging uh, materials and 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 actually and throwing stuff away and I felt you know this hundred-year-old material could be used for other stuff so I was actually just you know anything that was going to go in the trash that I felt was useful or that I could reuse. Uh, I would, I would just take home and, and figure something else. And so they saw me doing that. And she asked me, Hey, would you be interested? I saw your page. I see you make all kinds of stuff. You're a welder, blah, blah, blah. Do you, would you be interested in making a sculpture? And so I said, well, you know, maybe, yeah. What are you looking for? I mean, I don't know if I'm that the right guy for this prestigious hotel. It's like, well, you know, we're just looking for that. She gave me some kind of parameters. They wanted
0: something industrial looking,
1: something industrial that would just kind of go. And I, right away, I, I recall just you know, a few weeks prior to that, I had uh, taken some steel beams that we were removing to replace with some new steel beams, a bigger uh, in size and such. And so uh, I remember having those, and I used ended up using those as part of the the, the design. And I don't know if you saw the picture on Instagram, but I,
0: I I don't know which one specifically you're talking about. I've seen a lot of stuff on your Instagram and on your Facebook. Okay, and dude, you built some really cool furniture. Ah, oh, thanks, man. <laughs> yeah, and I was actually gonna ask you. I'm yeah. thinking about. I need I need a different desk for the studio like i want something longer okay. four feet wide this is four feet but four feet wide but longer but i want like an industrial heavy duty wooden desk uh that just looks kind of rugged and cool and so we, we could talk about that later so, so
1: everything you're telling me is the same conversation i have with all my clients and, and that's the beauty <laughs> of it is that they want it custom right huh. so you can't go online amazon here there and say hey i want four foot by 10 foot by whatever Correct. this high I want it to look this way. I want to draw on this side. So so what I love about what I do is I get to put it on paper. I can design it. I you know, I can do it on AutoCAD and put the dimensions in and make sure it works for you and then build it, right? So that's awesome. So so I really enjoy that part. Yeah.
0: We got to figure out how to put some kind of rifle rack underneath it. We can do that too. <laughs> gun rack, <laughs> rifles. I've done cool. it all. <laughs> have you uh, have you thought about any um uh, building any gun safes? Uh
1: I haven't I haven't done it.
0: No, I hadn't thought about it. Um, I ask because there are some gun safe designs, more so for the, for the interior that I have in mind. Stuff that has been areas of frustration for me when shopping for gun safes over the years. I just don't see anybody who has what I would consider the ideal interior for uh, especially a rifle rack. You know, the, the customization that you could do on the interior of the door. I have some ideas like that um, and maybe someday i can uh i can put those into development and actually create something i think that would be cool so so going back to your project uh with the with the plaza yeah so Um,
1: what else uh so yeah again I, i managed i was actually the project manager separate from roman strength yeah yeah uh and uh and i just so happened to be asked to build a piece and i you know i had fun doing it and now hopefully that piece will you know live forever in the hotel <laughs> that's cool that's cool
0: yeah. yeah i've seen some of the desks that you like reception desks that i think you did one for a Cairo clinic and uh everything that you do is heavy duty and industrial i saw that mailbox you built for somebody that had like a million nuts and bolts in it yeah, <laughs> was it was, like that's it was the rebar, re- rebar and rivets and all kinds <laughs> of
1: stuff and he he really and, and that's one client that i have that really just says hey roman this is what i want i'm not going to tell you how to do it i trust that you're gonna nice. you're gonna make it look cool and i you know i appreciate, you know, people's, trust in me you know what i mean and yeah so, yeah that's how that happened
0: i guess they just know that whatever you
1: put out is in line with what they what they what well, they well, I like hope so i mean i hope to not disappoint anybody i mean it's 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 scary at times because you know you're you have a vision but you don't know for certain that it's their vision yeah yeah and so that's where sometimes it's like uh, but you know i don't know i just do my best <laughs> that's all at, i can do
0: at least it's not like a tattoo artist like you, you know you ever see those people who walk into a tattoo shop and they say all right, what kind of tattoo you want to get? And they say, "Well, I don't know. Just do whatever you feel like." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like at least if it's a mailbox, you can build another you one
1: that <laughs> you can tear it down and or, or you can add to it. Or yeah,
0: I hear you. <laughs> tattoo, you're stuck with it. Exactly. So you you started building stuff when you were a kid. Was that something that like there was somebody in your family that did that, yeah, or just a,
1: something that you were talented at? That's a good question. So my dad, uh, by trade, is an electrician. Uh, he's retired now, but uh, again, he so he's a hand, hand, handyman as handyman as you'll get, I, I promise you. So, uh, I learned a lot from him growing up. He was always using his tools. And so I feel fortunate, uh, that I got to be around him to, uh, you know, just show me the ropes and, uh, teach me, you know, about different trades. And I got to work with him over the summers in the field and doing construction. And, And I really enjoyed it. You know, I, I I like to work hard and I like to get dirty. And honestly, I don't like to be off to the side watching the guys work. I like to, I like to get in there. I really do. And it's, you know, I I like to work out myself. So I feel like, you know, if I can do two things at one time and, you know, make something happen and and get a good exercise out of it. But anyways, but going back to, uh, yeah. So my dad taught me a lot. And so I feel like I owe a lot to him in regards to, you know, uh, knowing how to use tools and, you know, knowing how to do things.
0: That's pretty cool, man. Yeah. So, so 10 years ago, you just decided, you know what, I want to start building some basic workout equipment.
1: My my and wife then... bought me a welder oh, <laughs> really? for Christmas. <laughs> I said, Hey, you know what? I really want a welder just to tinker around. And, and that little tinkering within months turned into building equipment for my buddies. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I enjoyed it. I said, Oh shoot, this is kind of cool. I can make you know, buy this much material and then I can sell it for this and it's fun. Yeah. So, uh, and then somebody's like, Hey, I need three of those. I'm like, all right, well, I can, I can do that. And so that's kind of how it started. And again, it, it wasn't something that was like, man, I, I feel, I feel pressure having to, you know, fulfill these orders, you know, it, sometimes it does, but uh, now it does because I'm getting more people, more word of mouth is how I get my business. But, uh, yeah. I really enjoy just, you know, just building.
0: That's cool. Well, yeah. yeah. I mean, now I don't think there's a gym in town that doesn't have your racks in there or, uh, or, or a, or a bench, <laughs> like a bench or a, or a power rack or uh, a dumbbell rack or something. I mean, your stuff is everywhere.
1: Yeah, I, I feel like it's probably in uh, maybe 90% of the gyms in town. I feel like and there's, a, there's a lot of <laughs> gyms, but that's, that's really good. Uh, and, and one thing I really enjoy again, about this business aside from just building is I really like, you know, enjoy the relationships that I've, I've created over the years. I know you're a relationship oh, sure. guy, you like talking and, you know, bullshitting with people and stuff. Yeah. So I, I enjoy just being able to have those relationships and have that trust in my customers and, and know that, hey, I'm going anywhere, I'm in, I'm in El Paso. Most of my business is in El Paso and the surrounding area. And so uh-huh. I feel like, hey, look, I'm local. This is the work I've done, you can see it. I'm here oh, yeah. for you, I'm gonna take care of you. It's gonna be good quality. And so uh, I feel like, uh, you know, aside from the gym, they'll, they'll buy stuff from the gym and then they'll call me two weeks later and say, hey, I need something for my house. But uh, but I like that relationship with them where they trust me. And and, and so that's that's another thing that I, I enjoy about what I do is just uh, having that relationship with people.
0: I think that's super cool. I think having having the ability to reach the owner of a business that you're ordering stuff from directly and and personally and go see him and talk to right. him, right. I think that, I think that makes a big difference. Whereas, because sometimes you worry about ordering something online because if it arrives damaged or if you don't like it or something is wrong, you, right. you got to go through all the hurdles of trying to reach customer service and maybe they're not helpful. And, you know, it's like, whereas I could just call Roman right. and say, Hey right. man. <laughs> so
1: part of the value that I feel like the reason, you know, maybe people are, you know, continue to call me is that it goes back to the customization where, you know, I've started, I've helped people start their gyms from scratch where they're basically just open the door. Uh, they got a shell building and they're like, what, what, you know, how do I, what do I do? And I've, they're like, you've done so many of them, you you know, kind of help me with the layout. And so I'm like, all right, you know what? And so I'll all kind of go from from the front of the door, you're walking in, hey, you know, this is a good area for a rig. This is a good area for your whatever. And so, and and that's completely different from maybe the layout that they had. Uh-huh. And I've seen layouts where I'll start, you know, I'll build a rig in the middle of the gym. They're like, cause they want to use both sides of the rack and then don't work that way because it's not, they're not utilizing the space properly. So mm-hmm. uh, in a nutshell, I feel like, I've helped people over the years and I've learned a lot myself that uh, part of the value that I think I have to them is just helping them set up their shop and set up or set up their, you know, their, their facility. And I, and I, again, I like it. I enjoy it. I, I like architecture. I like designing. I like all that kind of stuff. So yeah
0: i think i think that's really good because if you haven't designed a gym before you you can't really anticipate all of the uh where the best use is going to be or where the best placement going to be for the products for the right. for the equipment in your gym and so even with like my little garage gym here at home i've moved my stuff around three times <laughs> <There you> go. <laughs> i'm like no i don't want the kettlebells there i want them there because i want to move the sled over here yep. um i think i think that's that's probably very very valuable for people i think they really appreciate that when you can uh give them the right layout from the get-go yeah.
1: and, I, and i feel like i enjoy, and i enjoy doing that and again it goes back to their home workouts too I, you know I'm helping the, them at their gym but then you know uh i go to their house and uh, and the same thing so i can help them and you know i've seen a million garages and they're all very concerned like oh what if i do this through that just you know send me a picture of your yeah. garage and i can help you from there but yeah.
0: Yeah. Do you, do you have any, uh, any recorded templates of garage gym? Like for a one car garage, we could do this layout for a two car garage. We could do that layout. Or is it always you walk in there and then you figure out how you want yeah, to you it? Yeah. You
1: kind of have to see it because every garage, you know, there'll be an electrical panel here. There'll be a oh, true, you know, and so it, they just all vary. You kind of have to go on a space by space. And, and again, people are in the dark. They're like, Hey, I want it there. I'm like, you got an electrical panel. Oh, you can't, <laughs> can't put it there. I'm like, no. Yeah, yeah. If, so, you, if so, you need to
0: flip, a, if you need to flip one of the breakers, you, you're gonna have to move the power. Out. Right. Yeah, exactly. so, so,
1: they're not thinking, and so that's where I kind of can see kind of everything that I've already run into. Right. Uh-huh. Uh uh-huh. You know, yeah. well, ten years ago when I first started, I'm like, oh shit, I really screwed that up. Yeah. Uh, and so I learn on the next one, like, okay, I need to watch out for this. I need to watch out for that. So. Sure. Sure. Uh, so I think that's helped a lot of people.
0: Experience. Yeah. yeah. What What all goes into the process of building a barbell whether it's a straight bar deadlift bar squat bar cambered bar like i've seen a cambered bar on your website Uh um how do you make one how do you know that what is it called is it the tensile strength is that what it is of the barbell, like
1: well that's more of the steel but uh i mean there's lots of different components how do you
0: know it's not gonna bend and not go back and or
1: just break yeah so so a lot of that has to go into the engineering of it. and so I have a, an, a, an engineer that uh, when I draw out a product uh, like a bar for example, and I, and I don't do uh, Olympic bars so I'm gonna I, okay. I, I, I buy and sell those So there's stuff that I can that I buy as a wholesale at wholesale and I sell okay uh, like kettlebells, I don't make kettlebells. I don't make uh, damn bumpers. I was gonna ask you how to make a <laughs> kettlebell. Uh, those those take those take some uh, you know pretty sp- uh, sophisticated manufacturing processes to make a, a kettlebell. Okay. You know I can't go buy a ball of steel and, and weld a. <laughs> yeah. you kettlebell. Know, yeah. so those are molded. Those take big big time deals. So okay. So there are products that uh, I can uh, that I buy and re- resell, and that's one of them. Is in addition to like the standard Olympic bar, uh, but b- but bars that can be like welded, you know, Swiss bars, uh, Cambridge squat bars. I can make those. And I ensure, you know, when I do the design uh, and I, and you know, there's, there's a lot of companies that make them and they, they give you dimensions. And so I do research on all these dimensions of different things. And I kind of look to see what you know the reviews are like, Oh, I, you know, I like a better handle on it. So I kind of do research myself and then I'll come up with uh, my own way to do it. And, uh, and then I'll uh, run some calcs on it. I'll have my engineer do that and okay. then I'll, and then I'll test it. So I got guys that all will you know, I'll throw weight on it and they'll drop it on the ground and just make sure it's all good. And then, it kind of becomes a product that I sell.
0: So you mainly or you only manufacture bars that don't have any whip to them, like a deadlift or an Olympic bar has a lot of whip. Uh, Whereas like like a cambered squat bar is pretty rigid and nothing on it bends at all. And so that's just like a solid piece of steel or several pieces of steel welded together. Or like a, like a multi-grip bench press bar. Yeah, those Swiss don't bar. move at all. Those, the sleeves don't spin.
1: I don't do anything that has any kind of uh, bearings on the end. Okay. Uh, those are very uh, specific manufacturing processes. You know, they have knurled grips. Uh, that yeah, type of stuff. Yeah, so yeah. I don't have the equipment. And I'm not set up for that. You know, I never have been. And I, frankly, it's just kind of out of my realm. I'd rather just buy it and sell it I got you. for that. But uh, stuff that I can make myself uh, you know, that's, that's, those, that's a line of products that I, uh, you know, can do, do on my own. What do you think the hardest part of
0: making a kettlebell is? What makes it so difficult?
1: Well, it's really the, the, just sourcing, sourcing the actual material. Uh, You, you know, you can't go to any supplier locally and buy, uh, you know, a round ball of steel. It's just, it's just not something that you buy. There's nobody sells it. So it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a casted product where you have molted, molted you no know, metal that's cast in a in a mold. In a and again, it's a very specific. So you'd case. have
0: to like boil the the metal to melt it and then pour it into into a
1: cast ah. into a, yeah. So it's 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 completely different. It's not like grabbing some metal from a shop in, or from a you know a mill down the street and then mold, mold, uh, welding it together. Gotcha. So, gotcha. Yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah. That would be tricky. Yep. I, and I guess dumbbells would be the same concept. Same thing. You, same you same got thing. To, yeah.
1: You got rubber, you know, you got rubber steel ends and yeah, it's all it's it's, it's out of my realm. Yeah. Um, yeah.
0: what about if, um, what, what, what goes into the process of, um, the finish of any, any, a barbell or a rack or, yeah. or even a kettlebell or like weight plates, like iron weight plates, if they're old and rusted, and, yep. you, and you were gonna how would you restore them
1: yeah so uh that's that's easy i mean uh you know depending on how much rust it's got or how you know we'll get a shape it's in uh you know we'll get them sandblasted uh at a sandblasting okay. shop and then uh and then everything i do is powder coated for the most part uh some people like furniture and things want you know the bare steel look and that kind of gets into a different realm even uh even uh workout guys want a bare steel bar they prefer to grip Uh, you know, a metal that's bare steel versus powder coat. In some cases it's slippery over time. It wears out and Hmm. whatever that, you know, you end up with taping tape all over the bar. So uh, I'll get requests to do just bare steel equipment. Uh, And it's, I'm fine with that. I mean, it doesn't matter to me. It's custom again. uh, I don't have, I don't, I I can sell different colors if you want, or if you don't want anything on it, if you want to paint it yourself, uh, painting versus powder coat is different. Uh, so powder coating is a different process. Okay. How, How does that work? Yeah. So, so in a nutshell, what you're doing when you're powder coating is you're baking a uh, a powdered uh, material onto the metal and you actually put it in an oven. And when I'm in an oven, like uh, these are ovens. Well, the oven that I use that I have at, at the powder coat shop that I use, which is Star City Powder Coating, and they do a hell of a job. So I'll give them anybody who wants to go out there on Wyoming Street. But uh, they have a you know, an oven the size of a big room. You can stick a, you know, wow. a dune buggy frame in there. And, uh, that's the size of, of machine of oven. so they, they, they got this big oven. It's, you know, 10 feet tall. I don't know, nine feet wide, probably 15 feet long. Oh, wow. And, uh, and so they'll heat it up to, I don't know, 500 degrees, 600 degrees. I'm not really sure. Yeah. And, uh, they'll, they'll spray it in another booth, uh, right adjacent to that. And then they'll roll it in on racks and bake it basically. And so that baking process just makes it, uh, the exterior of that, you know, metal, with the, whatever color you want uh you know very hard and commercial grade
0: yeah is that much different from seracote?
1: you know uh it, i think it is different and i know that some guys that do seracote, and they do some awesome stuff um I'm, and so i'm not i'm not entirely sure of their process and how they do okay. it but uh i'm not sure it might be similar but I, I know they use different products uh so yeah that's a whole different conversation on yeah, how yeah. that works
0: yeah when i worked at the gun shop uh, that used to be always a very common thing people would come uh-huh. in and ask us where they can get stuff seracoded.
1: i think they dip i think it's more of a dipping process where you can dip smaller and i, I think that most of the things that they do are on a smaller scale and not you're not cerakoting uh you know a doom buggy frame or a, a big rig you know power rack i think uh, but i may be wrong maybe they do have the capability to do that but the stuff that i've seen seracote is uh, you know guns and stuff yeah smaller scale
0: Boy, it's so tricky with guns though because if you use them a lot there's they 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 run really hot which could crack the finish over time and even just the slide of the gun cycling uh, forward and backward that also can like that also can take off the finish after several thousand rounds if it's a really good finish it'll last several thousand rounds but eventually they're all going to start coming yep. off right where the where the where parts touch each other where the barrel and the slide rub on each other or the frame on the slide yep. there i mean i just don't think there's a way to ceracoat anything so strongly for the lack of a better word that it never comes off yep. on on a, on a thing like that but on workout equipment on something like a kettlebell i think you'd have to be gripping that thing for years and doing tens of hundreds of thousands of reps to actually to, to actually take off the finish a little bit like just holding just from gripping stuff i yeah. think it take a long long time and,
1: and most of the damage on equipment is from dropping it yeah <laughs> so you get those you get all the scratches and dings on the bottom and even you know even the stuff i sell you know if you if you hit it with a hammer you, you know you hit it hard with something you know it's it's not it's not bulletproof you know what i mean uh. and so uh you just people have to know like you know you're gonna if you hit something hard enough and scratch it it's gonna scratch
0: yeah, that's why usually equipment in CrossFit gyms looks like shit because <laughs> people drop everything. Everything
1: is beat uh, the hell up.
0: <laughs> yep. Yeah, I don't know what that is about CrossFit gyms. They love to drop stuff. They just want to throw stuff around and drop stuff. I guess that's a lot of the nature of the workout is um, a lot of Olympic lifting. So yep. with Olympic lifting, you're gonna drop the barbell. I mean, there's that's just how it's done. Yeah, you can't you can't lower a barbell slowly after doing a snatch. You got to just drop it so those bars end up taking a real good beating and that's 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 part of the reason why you have bars that whip and bars that don't so like if you're doing rack pulls you want to use a a power bar because those don't have any whip right and so you drop you know you could do a thousand pound rack pull and drop it on the pins of the power rack and it won't it won't hurt the bar but if you're using a deadlift bar you're going to destroy it It it'll end up bending and warping right what um is, is there a like a a particular thing that you sell the most of or is it just you it know, all it just depends on how the gym's set up there's not like one item that Roman strength is known for
1: uh you know i sell a lot of a little bit a lot of everything yeah, <laughs> i mean if that makes any figured. sense i mean uh, rigs are a big one and, and garage rigs and, and since those, those start, are like the folding ones no uh, it's just uh basically it's two columns uh and they're uh they're wall mounted so they're when i say wall mounted they they actually mount to the ground and then they brace back to the wall yep super rigid I mean you can do pull-ups they won't that thing won't shake i mean it's very very rigid and uh you know since COVID started uh, and even before then but uh, primarily when uh, the gym shut down and everyone's stuck working it at home right uh, everybody needs you know some type of rack and so, <laughs> yeah, uh, I so have a joke about that yeah so uh I, I guess I would say that probably squat racks and, and, and garage rigs are, are the, my biggest seller probably I um, saw you
0: do recently i saw you did a, a folding one right no i, ha- I have not no? done a folding one no maybe i haven't you just
1: were- looked one in the picture uh, i don't know maybe i was looking
0: at somebody else yeah, i might have been another one <laughs> and i
1: get asked all the time about a folding one but i actually came up with a design that uh allows you not to need to spend the time and energy and effort to have to fold it uh so the columns are right up against the wall uh-huh. and so uh and my j cups you know extend off the wall uh-huh. so but you can still rack it. Uh, you can still do your bench and everything that you would do if you're on a regular uh, rig or a folding rig. And so that's my design. And and the reason I don't do the other design for it's two reasons actually. So the first reason is uh, there's a lot of there's hydraulics involved and and parts and pieces that again going back to uh, I don't make those, so I'd have to source them out. And I and I just it's just not something that I need to get into because gotcha. I I prefer to do it the other way. So I came up with design something that I can make easily uh i think it's uh it's better in my opinion uh because you don't have any kind of moving parts when you're folding in and out you know you always got a little bit of shake between the bolts Uh and and the pins right nothing's real rigid and so mine is a very rigid setup uh j cups come off the wall and when you're done with them you just you know take off the j cups you hang them on the wall and you're done and, and and a car can still drive in and that's really everybody's concern is you know being able to still utilize your that side of the garage for you know parking their car or whatever that makes well, sense to
0: you. Um, well, there's one part that that I don't think makes sense. How far from the, how much space do you have from where that bar sits on the Jacobs on the wall? Because if you have a 45 pound plate on the bar, uh-huh. you got to have at least I don't know eight inches from the wall uh-huh. or something like that. Yeah,
1: so it's so it's 14. It's a 14 inch uh, Jacob uh, that's attached to a three okay, inch column. Okay. That's an inch and a half off the wall because you've ah. got a you've got a wood stringer. So by the time you add up all those dimensions. Oh yeah, uh, you know you're you're off the wall enough to be able to get in under it uh, with with plenty of room to bench and to sure. you know get under the weight and rack it and stuff. Oh, that's so. interesting. Yeah,
0: that, that's yeah. that's a that's a pretty neat idea because that that was all the rage for a little while. Is those people that wanted um, to still be able to park in their garage but have a rack in there exactly? And everybody started coming up with those folding racks. It's still the, like to me, I'm not an engineer, but I always feel like how. Are you bolting a rack into wooden beams, and you're putting hundreds of pounds on it and slamming bars into it? I guess the majority of the weight is absorbed by the bolts that are in the ground, and so the ones yep. the ones in the two by fours in the wall don't really have to. They're they're just to keep it upright. They're not really to uh,
1: to hold any weight. Exactly, and so uh, so that's that's very particular. I mean, that's that's you're you're right on the money with that. So the the reason that i make the rigs the way i do with two on the ground one on the wall and then also the barbell i mean i'm sorry the plate holders plate storage uh is the same thing i uh my my tube column goes straight to the ground with two concrete anchors and it just gets braced back to the wall versus putting something entirely on the wall and relying on a stud to hold up yeah you know however many 45 pound plates you're going to put on there (laughs) Yeah, 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 you're
0: gonna be slamming weights into that rack. It's, it's eventually you're gonna.
1: Yeah. I don't know. You're gonna have problems. Yeah, so that in, goes in, back in again world. to the whole engineering thing.
0: Yeah, the the racks at the the gym I go to, Sun City yes. Athletic Club. Let me oh. see that. Oh, okay. Well, here, let me. Uh, soon, I'm gonna be able to pull stuff up and and just show it to people on the show. But I'll just put this in front of the camera. Yeah. Yeah,
1: it's kind of hard to see, but. Yeah, they can see it.
0: And and your page is... We'll put it in the description. It's Roman underscore strength on Instagram where yeah. they can see all the stuff. Yeah. Um, and I think it's just Roman strength on Facebook, right? Uh,
1: yeah. Roman yeah. Strength, and, yeah. And, I, and I use my Instagram a lot more than Facebook. I, I should probably post more stuff on Facebook than I do. I just... I don't know. It takes so much time, man. Well, why why don't you
0: just do do the thing where you you have it linked, and so when you go to post it, you just tap Facebook, and you don't have to do anything extra. Yeah, and actually, yeah, I I just need to do that. (laughs) That That helps a lot. It's easy. That's (laughs) like that's like that's like ninety percent of what I post on Twitter is through my Instagram because I don't really use Twitter much. Yeah, that helps a lot, man. But it's
1: there you go. That's easy. (laughs) it, It gets to be
0: a lot, man. When I started doing this podcast, I never really done a whole lot on social media but then i started i was like okay well i have to market it on facebook that's for sure yeah and then i have to market it on instagram that's for sure and then um i use linkedin a lot i'm big on linkedin uh because what what i do like my, my other job as a sales rep there's a lot of benefit to connecting with people on linkedin in a professional uh area talking about sales and 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 interview processes and hiring and firing and just all that stuff And so I enjoy LinkedIn, and so I also promote my podcast on there, and some people have told me that, oh, this is not appropriate for LinkedIn, but I'm like, listen, man, the way I look at LinkedIn is, it's not just about people in suits talking in in that college business degree vernacular, right? It's about whatever your business is, it's a professional platform, so if you're a professional, if you're a professional podcaster, which I consider myself to be, then you can promote it on there. It's not like, yeah, the the video in itself might have a conversation that, that if I just typed it out and posted it on LinkedIn would be LinkedIn appropriate, inappropriate, but I'm just promoting the podcast and the material that's in it is, is kind of one step removed from, from that platform. And so anyway, sure. I like to use LinkedIn and then I do a little bit on Twitter every now and then what I've noticed on Twitter is you get better engagement with people. Uh-huh like you get more responses maybe i just haven't connected with with uh with enough famous people i comment on like small pages and things like that yeah uh but i feel like it's it's more conversational you can have better engagement with people um instagram i like facebook i like but the point of all this is boy it takes up a lot of time it does (laughs) it takes a lot of time yep to maintain all those pages. Jesus, man, I'd like to someday hire someone to do all that. Yep.
1: Yep. And, and so one thing also, I, you know, I, I, struggle with at times is, you know, when I'll, when I post something, uh, there's be times when I'm reluctant to post it, honestly, because if I'm like, man, if I post this thing that I just made, you know, someone's going to want, uh, I'm going to get two or three people that are going to want one. And I've already got, <laughs> that's that's yeah. the opposite of it, what a business it, owner it, it, would it, want. It, it is. It is. <laughs> I, and, and I know that sounds real dumb and maybe a little ignorant, <laughs> but uh, you know, I, I, I enjoy what i do in my full-time job and i you know i i love it and again this is a hobby that yeah. i don't want to you know i don't want to feel the pressure of having to I got you. fulfill things and so so i have to kind of manage that on my own so the way i manage it is just doing things the way i feel are gonna where i'm gonna be able to meet people's expectations on 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 timing of, of a product that they you know they give me money or whatever and i have to come through at a certain date and and then you know so i've got to be careful when i post more stuff because I don't want to be in a situation where I got all these people asking me stuff and I want to build it. Don't get me wrong. I I want, I want the business and I like to, I like to help people and I I want to, I want to get the order, but I I got to manage it. So that's just kind of my way of managing it. And, you know, uh, people tell me, well, you should quit this job and go do this. And, you know, and and it's just not something that I'm, uh, it's not something I want to do. Maybe now, maybe I will at one point, but I I don't feel like it right now. And I, again, it's a hobby and I, I like it that way right now.
0: So you you don't think you'd you'd switch to doing it full time because then it would get annoying. It won't be as fun anymore. Yeah, that's
1: ex- that's that's exactly right. And, and maybe there'll be something where I feel like I'm at the right because you got to have the right people, right? You know, to 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 run something. I'm not going to be able to do the work myself, and I I take a lot of pride in actually doing the work myself. And for sure, I can ensure quality and I can ensure all kinds of you know customer service, talking to people, and 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 I just feel like uh, I'm not ready for you know uh, get you know starting that up and. Uh, I don't know. Maybe someday it will happen, but right now I'm just not ready for it.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, I think that's very wise to, to, to think that way and to actually look at it from that perspective of like, look, I'm doing this for fun and whatever money I make out of it is great, but I'm not going to get so caught up in chasing extra money that it becomes annoying or I start um, not Delivering on my on my deadlines on time and letting people down, and then sure. that's 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 going to affect your overall image. And so it's better to, like they say, under promise, over deliver.
1: Right. Then do it the other
0: right, way around. Right. It's I, never th- really
1: been about the money. It's just been about again. I like building stuff, and I enjoy it. And, and you know, yeah, it's a little side. Bro, income, where's your but... American spirit? <laughs> it's all about the money. <laughs> well, it is about the money. It, no, it, I'm it just is its isn't. <laughs> I'm just messing with you. I hear yeah.
0: you. Yeah. No. I mean, that's awesome, man. I mean, yeah. I, you. I guess you have a job that, that you're happy with and, and that's, that's paying you well. And so you're doing this because you enjoy it. And I, it's always, it's always nice to do something extra for money. Like that's why even, I mean, for the longest time, even when I was working full time, I still worked at the gun shop on the weekend and I didn't need that, those five hours a week at the gun shop. Yeah. You know what I mean? They weren't paying me much, but I just liked to go there and sell guns. And yeah. I enjoyed getting a discount on, on new items. I'm not going to lie that. Sure. That was kind of sure. cool. And yeah. just interacting with people and, talking about shooting competitions and all that stuff it was just fun for me yeah. learning about you know hunting and all, all all that stuff um but that's something that i don't know if i'd want to do full-time so i i, I get your point of view. Yeah, like yeah. i wouldn't want to work at a gun range i wouldn't want to be there 40 hours a week yeah with my with my earplugs on <laughs> and, and my safety glasses yeah. making sure that people don't shoot each other accidentally <laughs> yeah no, and, I, and i don't want to weld <laughs> full-time and i don't want to have
1: to deal with everything that goes along with fabrication because there's a lot that goes on with it but you know, sure. I like to, I like to just do it my own and be my own boss and manage my own quality and For manage sure. my own customers. And it's just something I enjoy doing my own and it's worked out. And so, yeah, I think
0: the hard thing that you touched on, uh, the hard thing is going to be finding somebody that you trust to deliver the same quality that you hold yourself to Yep, the same standard yep. that you hold yourself to. And I've thought about that with this podcast, man, like it's, all it's, there are already days where I'm like, God, like I can't keep up with, I got to do these clips. And, and it's, it's not that much really, but it adds up with having a full-time job with going to the gym every day. Right. Sometimes it's 10 at night and I'm like, Jesus Christ, where, like, where did the day go? Right. Um, and I've thought about that. Like, it's probably going to get to a point, hopefully it's probably a good sign if it gets to a point where I'm like, gosh, you know, I really need to pay someone to start doing some of my advertising, some of my, some of my online marketing, because yep. I just, I'm too busy. And, um, I, I don't know. It, it's like, I want to have an eye on everything that gets posted on my social media because it's a representation of me. And so if I had these editors and, 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 um, and, um, marketing managers or, or whatever you want to call them, putting out posts for me. And then I look at my Instagram I'm like, wait, that's not, that's wrong i don't want it to say that right that that that, that'd be that would suck yeah so i don't know how i'm gonna work that but um i don't know maybe somebody that i really know like um, my buddy nate actually shout out to nate nathan carmona he's been helping me quite a bit with some of the digital stuff that i'm not very good at we've talked about like he understands digital digital marketing more than i do i think that's what he's studying uh, or maybe it's a hobby of his. I, I haven't asked him actually. I probably should. Does he make, um, uh,
1: uh, like videos of, you know, no. like 30 second clips of, you know, 30 second kind of video shoots. Cause uh, that's one thing that I've been wanting to do for years. And I I'm looking for somebody, if, you know, if anybody's watching, I, I, you know, somebody good that can just go to some of the gyms, take some, you know, light, you know, some action shots and kind of put a Roman strength video. I'd have always wanted to do that. Dude, that's a good idea. But, uh, I haven't
0: had time. <laughs> I I actually have a plan to do something like that with my podcast too. Take little thirty second clips yep. and and boost those where you could like pay uh-huh. Facebook to show up on people's feeds. Yep. Uh, again, I haven't had the time to learn how to video edit. Okay, so. when you learn, yeah, <laughs> I'll, I'll, dude, I'll, I'll, yeah, we'll, we'll talk. I'll do yeah, it for yeah. you. Um, but no, he's been helping me with some of the stuff like uh, like the banner for my channel and, and things like. So he's actually an editor on, on my on my YouTube channel. Cool. But he doesn't. Being an editor, you can't just post stuff you know that that's the part that would like that would um that I'd be uncomfortable with yes. and i don't know if that's just a control issue i don't know if we're just control freaks maybe <laughs> do you, do you have do you have fear of flying do you have problems with airplanes <laughs> no no cuz they say that uh they say that fear of flying psychologically is linked to deep control issues cuz you're not flying the plane yourself huh? right right <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I, don't no, I don't know how true that is psychologically <laughs> that's what i've heard
1: no I, i'm good yeah i don't I don't like airplanes man they freak me out. Well, there you go.
0: Even, when I, even when, I, um, when I fly frequently for work, I still, I don't, I don't it's, it's not, uh, if I do it like three, four times a month, I get a little bit used to it at some point. But now that I haven't flown on a year, I'm already thinking about the next time I travel. I'm like, shit, I got to go in an airplane. What if the pilot is an idiot? Uh,
1: I didn't realize that many people <laughs> were like that. But I guess talking to you, I mean, maybe, maybe there are more people that are afraid of flying. I thought flying was pretty, Kind of almost like getting in a car now. No, there, come.
0: there are uh, there are a lot of people like that, man. <laughs> um, what, what are the projects that you got going on? Are you done with the plaza? Yeah, so I I'm done with the finished.
1: plaza. Yeah, well, yeah, so I'm pretty much done with the plaza. We also built, at the same time, I was managing the plaza parking garage, which is right next door. So I was managing both jobs, uh, plaza hotel, plaza garage. Uh, we're working now on a big uh, industrial uh, um, warehousing uh, site. Uh, it's called EP Logistics Park, uh, 60 acres over off of uh, Rojas and uh, RV Road, a mercantile actually. And so uh, it's kind of right behind the sack in that general area. You'll see some big cranes out there. So we've got uh, five, six buildings that we're building that are just basically shell warehousing uh, kind of down the street from the new Amazon that's a little further, further to the east uh so i think i
0: saw that the other day i don't know if that was the amazon building or something else but
1: yeah you can see their job right off the highway it's you know it's going up it's probably three or four stories up Mm. right now all lit up at night yeah all lit up probably yeah yeah but uh so that's what i'm working on right now is that 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 project that's pretty cool yep huh so man and so you you work out quite a bit so i
0: assume I assume that you (laughs) personally test your equipment.
1: Yeah, I do. I mean, I I work out, I try and get something in the day every day, you know, even if it's in five minutes of something, you know, uh, on the bike or the skier or, you know, rowing or something. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I try and anything that I'm, I don't sell anything unless I am confident that it's gonna, it's gonna work properly. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Um, yeah, that's my.
0: Do you ever, uh, have you ever built something, put it in your living room and your wife came home?
1: <laughs> she was like, what the hell is that? You know, uh, <laughs> I have been blessed with a great wife that actually uh, is. Uh, she supports your vision. She visions? supports my vision and she, <laughs> you know, I think I'm probably more excited about most of the stuff that I build and I, you know, but she, she loves it. I mean, we have a very, our house is kind of rustic industrial. And so uh, she, she has the same uh, design concept that I do. And we uh, we kind of understood that about each other when we were building our, our house. We're in now. We've been there for maybe two three years. It was our second house, so we got to start from scratch, and uh, which was awesome for me because it's like a blank canvas in my oh, mind, yeah. crazy. So, but but over the course of you know building a house like anybody else, right, you get to pick all your colors and pick a, the design and what kind of. And so uh, I learned a lot from her, and it was really cool that we actually agreed on most most of the you know decorating. Oh, nice. and, you know, and so she's kind of given me free reign to do whatever so I, I honestly can feel like i can build something and she'll be like oh that's awesome you know? <laughs> well, so so uh I'm, for, <laughs> I'm, I'm very fortunate for that to be honest with you i, yeah. I really am because it could i know how easily that could change uh if i build something and i feel good about it and then she hates it And that, uh, uh, you just sell it <laughs> i just sell it <laughs> <laughs> yeah you just put her used to go hey i just built
0: this and the wife hates it yep. so who wants yep. it? <laughs> it hadn't
1: happened yet but uh not to say we'll knock on wood
0: <laughs> yeah yeah right well i don't know if this is real wood does that count uh, this is no uh, i didn't a We're gonna have to fix this up with <laughs> <laughs> yeah oh that's pretty cool i saw them so also one of the cool things that you saw one time i'm pretty sure this has been a little while you built a huge gate like a backyard gate i think or whatever for somebody it was like probably wow, looked like it weighed a thousand pounds it, they, like, they're that's heavy. awesome
1: yeah everything i do is beefy I, I mean i make it built to last yeah and that's another thing that i pride myself on is just what I build, I feel like I have, like I would build it for myself. That's kind of how I look at it. Like I wouldn't, you know, build it for myself or my parents or somebody dear to me without, you know, knowing that it's going to, it's going to hold up, you know? Yeah. So, so that's just my, the way I like to do things. And yeah, that that was a big gate I built. It was a double gate and I built several, but uh, I'm getting better at gates. Gates are, a little tricky and a i would people, imagine you have to get them to line up correctly the tolerances are very minimal and I've, I've learned a lot on how to install them and how to put them up and and again it goes back to experience but i feel like you know that's another thing and, and again i started with equipment weight equipment and then you know kind of furniture i do furniture and now gates and, and gates just happen to be one of those things where somebody asked me like hey can you build a gate i'm like i don't know it's why not it's metal <laughs> and i can weld yeah. so let me figure it out and it goes back to you know, I like to design. I like to figure stuff out. I like the challenge, honestly. And so I'm building gates now, I guess <laughs> that's pretty cool, man. I've
0: never really built anything until earlier this year. Actually, during the quarantine, um my mom had this old rusted shed, and I was like, that thing looks terrible. So we got rid of it, and then there was a hole in the ground, like a ten I think a ten by ten square, obviously, it's a square, a ten by ten hole in the ground. <clears throat> and we didn't know what to do with it. And so, I ended up putting a a wooden frame just from four by four. I just cut them to size and and stuck them in there. And then um, I built these um, benches, I guess, from center block. I mean, yeah, they're benches. So just like, I just put center block. Wow. Why am I having trouble describing this? (laughs) It's like two stacks of center block, right? With four by six running through them. Uh And with, with another four by six for back support. And so I built two of those and then we put a fire pit in the middle and it came out looking pretty cool, man. I went and bought a, a whole bunch of river rock. I think it's what it was called from, uh-huh. from home Depot. And we just dumped all those in there to fill the space. And it came out looking pretty cool. I was like, Hey, I
1: built something. So you get some satisfaction, self-satisfaction out of building that, right? Yeah, very much, man. Yeah. very. So much. that's, 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 that's my, that's what I get <laughs> yeah. when I build stuff. I get that satisfaction. Like, you know, I made this. And it's just you know it's just again it's part of the hobby where and that's that's the rush I get when I build something that I I did myself I designed it I built it I installed yeah. it they're using it so start to finish you know you get to see it and that little you know that example you just said is kind of how you know that that's what keeps me going <laughs> yeah
0: oh for sure and and it's cool whenever I go there and they're sitting outside on the benches or starting a fire out there or something it's pretty cool and I also built a I built a grill station from center block. And I'd never worked with cement before. Like I had never poured cement for the, for the foundation. I, I put cement, but then for everything in between, I used construction adhesive, just like a glue gun. Uh-huh. Right? And, and that I think made it a lot easier. It made it a lot faster. And then I poured cement in between them. Cause it's like five center blocks high. So I poured cement to, to, to hold it all together. And that came out really cool too. What was, what I was super um, particular about, and it drove me crazy actually cracked a couple of the footings when i was trying to put them in is i wanted the leveling to be so perfect like i put the level on there and if it was just a tiny tiny bit one way or another <laughs> i wasn't having it yeah and so i would i'd be tapping on the footings and then i'd get frustrated and i'd hit it real hard and i'd crack it and i'm like damn it and then you know <laughs> that that was frustrating and then i learned that i just wasn't putting enough cement under underneath the footing so it didn't have a lot of room yeah for you to tap it and get it to sink in just right mm-hmm but they came out perfect. I mean, you go over there right now, you put a level on it, and you're just like, "Damn, look at that. It's just dead Hell center." Yeah. Yep. And so that was pretty cool too. Working with cement, man, it's interesting. Like growing up, um my my dad didn't really build anything. He just wasn't in that line of work, but my uncles when I'd go to Lebanon in the summers, they were all uh uh, lo- uh carpenters and they laid concrete and and they built uh you know they did they built structures with center block and cement they don't really build wooden houses in the middle east like we do here it's all center block and so when i was mixing the cement i just remembered my my childhood it's like i smelled it i was like wow like huh. I, I remembered watching my uncle's building stuff as a kid and I was yeah. like that's pretty cool and it there was there was a bit of a uh um reminiscence a, a connection <laughs> a little bit of a reminiscence with my childhood there and that was kind of fun and so Yeah. You just really have to be patient. For me, it was just about being patient with those projects. Um, because if you're thinking like, okay, I have a couple hours, I'm going to get this done. You're probably going to fuck it up or it's it's not going to be the right quality. And then you're gonna have to redo it later. And
1: yeah. I like to get things done right the first time because yeah. I would hate
0: to have to do it again.
1: I can tell you, man, uh, what people don't see and, you know, Instagram looks great and you got this product and all this stuff, but what they, you know, what nobody sees, nobody, and my wife doesn't work. see, nobody that's not right next to me, you know, <laughs> is all the times you screw up, man. I mean, you, oh, yeah, some projects it. that you start that you're like, it's a brand new job, a project that you've never done. I've never built this or that. And, uh, you know, you could build it two or three times and people don't see that. and uh, And so those are the... You know that's the experience you gain though right uh when you're building a job a yes, project is yes. you know then you ain't gonna mess it up then the next time you can do it in half the time uh yes. you know with half the money that you spend on the first one and then and then you know what your value is next time you're building it's like oh, well, i know what it took to build this one so you know that's kind of how you price your time right
0: yeah well that's one thing i always bring up to people when they go oh i had this guy come over to fix a thing in my house and he did it in 15 minutes and he wanted $200. I'm like, you're not paying them for the 15 minutes it took him to do that job. You're paying them for all the hours that it took them to be able to do it in 15 yeah, minutes. And to
1: trust that you know that what they did is going to work, right? Right. You know, and so, yeah.
0: It's like, you know, like they say, you don't pay the plumber to bang on the pipes. You pay him to know where to bang.
1: <laughs> that's, that's a good one. I <laughs> hate that one. <laughs> yeah.
0: Go go go! start digging around yeah. to try to figure out where your leak is. Yeah. <laughs> good yeah. luck with that. That's a good one. i got to use that one. Yeah, man. Um, Look, I know you're super tight on time and I appreciate you coming here. It's six o'clock. So um, should we wrap up? Is there anything Uh, else you want to touch on?
1: um, You know, I do want to touch on just one thing. And and that one thing is uh, that, you know, I really, I literally pride myself on being able to work uh, with all the local uh, vendors and suppliers that provide stuff for for me to build, you know, from, you know, the nuts and bolts that I buy to the steel. I know all the steel uh, suppliers in town and I got relationships with all of them and you know, I just feel like, you know, being local, you know, I'm from El Paso. I moved away to go to school and, and, and do all that kind of stuff. I worked out of town, but I came back and I just feel like as a community, we all need to support each other. And, you know, I feel like I get a lot of that from my customers uh, that, you know, Hey, I'm going to go to you to Roman and, and, and go buy stuff from him because it's oh, local. Yeah. And I appreciate that. You And know, it means a lot to me, but so at the same time, I like to, you know, I think uh, I owe it to our community to, you know, use them and buy all my steel. And I, you know, it's Quite a bit, you know, over over the long haul. I, I buy steel every week, a truck full. So, uh, and yeah. I and I and I, you know, I go to different guys and around town, but uh, I try not to buy anything, uh, you know, outsource stuff that I don't have to from out of town. So, I just feel like that's uh, awesome, you know, that just means a lot to me. My that's business, that's so. great.
0: Actually, there is one more thing I wanted to ask you. Yeah, um, I had a friend of mine one time build me a wheelbarrow for working out Now it was the first one he'd ever built and it came out solid but some things were a little bit off i actually ended up selling it years ago and um i've been wanting him to build me another one he's he's a a hobbyist he's he's really good with his hands but he's just super busy too he's a he's a home builder yeah um and so have you ever built wheelbarrows for gyms i have yeah i have you have
1: pictures (laughs) yeah on my instagram
0: (laughs) dude okay i'm gonna look it up i want one yeah. yeah so it's it's um I don't know how you did it. You can tell me real quick, but I mean, I think it's probably the same concept, just like a metal frame yep. with a wheel yep. and two pins on top to stack plates on it. And maybe even a pin on the side. Some people, I, I, I it had, did, I did them
1: both ways. I did them where I've got the pins facing up and I've got them where I've got them, you know, one pin on the top and you know, off to the side. But the trick to the wheelbarrows, and I learned that on my first one is you got to have that weight toward the back, right? If you have that weight too close to the wheel, it's too, yes. it's too easy to lift. Right. And then you're going to, it's just, it's not going to work. You're going to have to stack hundred plates, but if, the further back you put it to the wheel. So you want to, you want that long frame. So that frame obviously needs to be, uh, what, six feet, seven yeah, feet. Uh, I can't recall. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's similar to a car deadlift, right? You know, so I built, I built several car deadlifts. Uh-huh. And so, uh, you know, you want to be further away. Uh, well, maybe may not for a car, but for a wheelbarrow, you want to be, you want to hold it further away and have that weight closer to you and away from the wheel so that you're really getting more of a workout and you don't have to put, you know, 10 plates, 20 plates on that. Well,
0: I, I will say this, if we're going to get technical about the wheelbarrow, this is why having two pins on top is important. Yep. Um, one closer to the wheel and one closer
1: to you. So it doesn't flip back. So on
0: you. Uh, n- n- um, not so much that, I mean, balancing is one thing, but the more weight that you have up front, the more you can push, which m- means you can, you can hold more weight in your hands and, and, the workout becomes more about pushing with your legs and lifting, so it's more of a leg workout. Uh, the more weight you have on, on the back of the wheelbarrow closer to you, the more weight's going to be in your hands, and so it's a lot more grip and traps at that point. Uh-huh. And so, good point. So I do a little bit of both. I actually sometimes uh, when because uh, my friend has one too that also you know the same guy built one for me, one for him. So when I go use it at his house um sometimes there's a lot more weight at the front if i want more of a leg workout Ah. sometimes there's a lot more weight in the back if i want more of a grip and and trap workout oh that's interesting so yeah just the difference is like you know more weight in your hands if it's if it's the worst so so both both are 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 valid points uh it just depends on what you're trying to get out of it
1: got it Uh, that's interesting so i didn't know that so i hadn't you know i hadn't i've built a couple oh i built two i think actually okay i gotta see the design uh, yeah yeah
0: yeah yeah. cool cool um and dude thank you for the shirt i got hold I, yep. <laughs> I got to grab this. Oh, Roman brought me a t-shirt. It yeah. is. I've 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 had your shirts before and they're just like the best material nice. of any shirt I've ever worn.
1: So, so the shirts is just they're one awesome. example and I want to bring that up too. Is How'd that, you know I'm a large? Well, you look, I, I, I we met. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a large. You're about my size. I mean. right. <laughs> <laughs> um, so again, going back to quality, you know, I, this, I'm not doing this to just sell shirts, right? I, in fact, these particular shirts that I just gave you, uh, the proceeds from the, these shirts when I was selling them—I uh, don't know, six months ago when I first got that shirt—I uh, give the profits to the Child Crisis Center. Oh, cool, man! So, so I'm not here to, you know, sell shirt. I'm not in the shirt business. So, you know, I got a shirt. People that want shirts, you know, and uh, and I feel like uh, quality, you know, means a lot to me. So they're great. I want a shirt that people they are going to say, great. "Dude, I love this shirt. This is my best shirt." Yep. And so that's kind of my representation of, you know, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna slide uh, on a few bucks to get a shirt that I can sell more of because you know that's just not what I'm about. So
0: sure. And it's a marketing yeah. piece. You know, people yeah, see me people see me at the gym wearing it yeah, and they're man. like, hey, like Shane, you know, the owner of the gym. Yeah, because he has a lot of your equipment in yeah. his facility. Shane does, Shane loses. Yeah. Those bag racks, man, I put a beating on those things. And I'm always like waiting for them to tip over. Hopefully they never tip over. Because they're only anchored to the ground. (laughs) I put a beating on them. And when I crack those heavy bags and I feel the whole thing
1: like. like It'll vibrate. Yeah, yeah, vibrating. But
0: I'm like, ooh, one of these days I want to punch this thing so hard. I'm going to rip it out of the ground. But I don't think it's going to happen. (laughs) 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 I don't think it's going to happen cool man um sounds great brother well again thanks for coming in here squeezing this into your schedule oh thanks for having me we'll put your uh your instagram and your uh uh, facebook whatever else you want i'll leave it in the description perfect and so people know how to reach you um yeah that's it Uh, next podcast is saturday i don't know what time yet but it's the day after christmas with a really awesome guest and uh that's all i'm gonna say so later everybody we